We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, Rob Doster here, and you are listening to a Field of 68 NBA Draft Prospect Profile. We're going to be rolling these out all month, leading up to a full first round live mock draft with the six NBA draft experts that we're going to be hosting one week before the actual draft itself takes place. While you're here, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and a review, that stuff really does help us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on any of the platforms that you listen to the audio of this show. But listen, that's enough of that. That's enough of the promos. Let's get into today's prospect profile. All right, I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Randolph Childress, and today we take a look at one of my favorite players in the NBA draft. Not just because my daughter went to school in Indiana, but I love Jalen Hood Shafino. <laughs> I, I will admit, uh, I might be the president of the fan club. I, I really might. 6'5", <laughs> great size, can play either guard spot. Uh, one of the few freshmen in the country that lived up to the hype, and even, to be honest, I, I think did more than we expected last yes. year for Mike Woodson in Indiana. Average 13.5 points a game, uh, more than four rebounds a game, almost four assists a game. Great size, great versatility, RC. Listen, you you were a high-level guard. This is a kid that doesn't shoot it great, no. but I think he's got everything else. And, and to be honest, he's going to become a very good shooter because, man, his work ethic is off the charts. I don't think his shot mechanics is bad. I, I think his percentages are bad because of his shot selection. And I think his his draft, you know, where he's draft slot depends greatly on do you view him as a point guard or an off guard? He has good size no matter what. Yep. But if he can play point guard for he's you. He's a guard. RC, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to yeah, stop no, he you. He is. He is. He's a guard. He he's is. not a point guard. He's not a two. Two guard. He is just a guard. And there aren't he's many guys you could say that about. But you just put this kid on the court and you just say, you know what? Like, we're not calling you anything. We can we can run plays where you initiate the offense. Yep. We can run plays where the other dude initiates the offense and you can play off the ball. If But if you allow him, there's a difference. But I say that if he – the biggest difference is at that level, if he's just a guard, there's a lot of guards – size-wise that they're fitting. He becomes yep. just like one of them. Okay. Because, again, where he took off at Indiana is when he slid over to that point guard spot, when Xavier Johnson went down, we were like, uh-oh, 
You hear it, and this kid stepped up and rose to the occasion. Yep. Late game, playmaking, shot making. He showed glimpses of all those things. Yep. Now you add a six five six six guard with a six ten wingspan, and he evolves. His decision making gets better, and he evolves into your point guard. Yeah, that that changes everything now because now his size at point is something that a lot of teams. I mean, there's not a lot of six six point guards out there. There's just not, and the guys that know how to play like that. I mean, he is. If he can evolve into that, now you're talking about his ceiling just jumped that much higher to me and why he's so intriguing that if he gets in these workouts and impress people that way, I think you can live with his decision-making. I think his shot mechanics are good enough. Again, it's more shot selection yeah. than that, than uh, poor mechanics, or you're worried about it long-term. I, I think you got you got to try to take a wing on him there and say, hey, man, let, let's, let's see what we got here. I, I'm like you. I'm a big fan. I'm intrigued by him. I think his upside is high as anybody in his draft. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, you know who I, I think he can be like at the next level? Like a Drew Holiday type. Yeah. I think he'd be like that, like where he's not going to blow you away, right? Right. Like he's not a great, great athlete. That That's the one knock on, on Jalen Hood. Right. Not a great athlete, not going to be an explosive dude, right? But like big, strong, every intangible can guard – like he's yeah. got to get better defensively, but that's where Drew Drew makes his his mark, right? Elite level defender who who can be a a third option as a big point guard. Now he's right. bigger than than Drew. Yes, he's bigger than Drew. But, big but Drew. Drew's big and strong. Like that's what that's what he is, and, and he's not an elite shooter. I don't know what Drew didn't do anything coming out of college, um, but he's he's not an elite shooter from three, but has turned into a good shooter from three. I, I, I listen to me. What I love is I love the poise and maturity of Jalen Hood Chipino. It's hard to speed him up, right? You can't really, really hard to speed him up. And and I, the mental approach I, I love as well. Like I, I saw him so many times last year where other freshmen would have gotten rattled, making yeah. mistakes, making poor decisions. He comes right back from them like nothing happened. There are a lot of freshmen. You know how hard it was as a freshman to forget about that bad play you just made. He does that. 11-4, and four, finishing the season as the starting point guard of Indiana, and I thought he turned this season around. He did. And took a lot of heat off everybody else, everybody. From, you know, Woodson, Mike Woodson coaching him the way he did, his confidence level of this kid. Again, if I just think it's a massive difference if he can play the point. Or if he's off the wing, because if he's on the wing, then it's kind of like, what is he? He's another guy, not a great shooter, not an elite athlete. As a point guard, he doesn't need to have the elite athleticism because he's six five, six six. He has the size, so that's why I say, draft wherever you draft him, you're going to see where he gets drafted. One, he's a good player. I think he's definitely a top fifteen player in his draft. Yeah. I think he goes higher because I think he's proven to you, hey man, I went eleven and four when they put the ball in my hand. Yeah. Like you have evidence there what he can be as a lead guard. I, I, I think his upside as a point guard is scary. I mean, his size as a point guard. I mean, he has to get better, a little bit better defensively, a little bit better shot selection. Yeah. I mean, but the tools and, the, you know, the, the mold and the putty to, to, to mold him to what you want him to be, it's all there. I, I'm a big, big fan of his. I don't think his shot mechanics are bad at all. Uh, as a, But if I can make him – if I can e- evolve him into a point guard, you got something. I mean, there were games, um, especially back in like January, where he shot the hell out of it. 
So mm-hmm. he showed the ability to do it and 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 carry Indiana when they needed him most. You know, again, obviously Trey Jackson Davis was their best player, but but he was kind of the running mate. He he stepped up and he did it a lot quicker. Like you said, when Xavier Johnson went down, that opened it up for him. That yeah. opened it, it put pressure on him to be honest yeah. that he needed to be better offensively than they anticipated. They didn't they didn't think they were going to need him to score 13 14 a game, but he he did that. Um, again, a little quiet for the point guard spot. That that's sure. another area I would like to see him grow. But he's he's a freshman. He's a freshman. But I think that you know, to me, I would take him somewhere in that ten to twenty range, and I think he can be a starter. I think he can be like all right. Here's a good here's here's a comparison I'll give you. In in some ways, can he be like a Jalen Brunson type? Now Brunson's smaller, but again, Brunson's not a great athlete. He's just got every intangible, all the toughness, the IQ, the maturity, all of that. I see some of the same intangibles in Jalen Hood Shafino. Yeah. Yeah. I, Am I, I crazy? I, no. I I was gonna pick another comp that would be even crazier than that. I was gonna say like a big guard like Jamal Murray. I don't think he is as Jamal good Murray as was wired to score though. Yes, yeah, he's not he's not to score. He's not right. to score, no question. Right. But you see the threat that he poses at that size and he's a little bigger yes yes like i I mean i just don't think you can understand of a guy i mean people not saying you but people don't understand a six six point guard what that does because now you put that on the floor that's like um i I mean a size wise now you're so much bigger you don't have to his ability when he fills out becomes a man his ability is going to be able to switch and defend multiple positions at that size that you just can't with your six two six three point guard I mean, he and he's a big 215, 220-pound guard. And he's young. And he's and young. And he's young. So he's going to get physically stronger. I, I right. think the upside there, again, if someone, if he can make that transition to the point guard spot, now he's he's streaky streaky shooting. Yes. You know, he's not great. He's streaky. He can make shots. We know he can make shots, but he also can go 1 of 14. We've seen that as well. Um, I mean, he has some things to, you know, to work on, but his 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 upside as a PG Man, if you can, if he can make that full transition and not just be a guard, it's the difference in the level of what he can reach. Is what I think. I think if he slides off and becomes a just a combo guard, then I think he just fits in with another dude. If you slide him at that point, if he can make that transition, then his upside because of his size, he doesn't need the uh, elite athleticism because he's such a big physical guard. I, I think he's a guy that can be a. You know, maybe not a top five point guard in the NBA. I'm not going to put that on him, but I think right. he can be in, in that next tier. I think he can yep. be in that again, that Jalen Brunson type yes. tier of point guards um, moving forward eventually because of his size, because of his competitiveness. And again, I'll go back to it. The Indiana staff raved about how hard he worked. They had to keep him out of the gym, and, and yeah. that's rare for a freshman to come in with that type of work ethic. Right. An understanding of not only getting in the gym, but taking care of your body, things right. like that. That that again, a lot of kids don't learn until they're they're thirty years old, twenty eight right. years old, until they have to. Jalen Hood Shafino is already well ahead of the game, and, and again, you had games like in, in in January against Northwestern, against Iowa, where he carried this team and made shots from deep, hit you know five or seven, five or eight from three. So right. he's shown the ability to do it. It's just got to be on a more consistent basis. But if he does that, 
improves again, cuts down on some of the 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 bonehead decisions, which he's gonna be able to do. I mean, again, this is his first year at college, and he was thrust into a role right midway through or early, yeah. you know, yeah. 10 games into the season. He was thrust into this role right. that honestly nobody expected him to play, and he was able yeah. to pivot and take that at a place like Indiana with all that pressure on him. Yeah. A ton of pressure because this was a team that, frankly, you know, again, a lot of people put these expectations on a group that hadn't done anything before. Nothing. And and he helped them get to a point where they were in the top 25 most of the year, and he was, you know, the Robin to Tracy Oxen Davis's Batman there. And and there was like you said, there was games we watched him make closing plays. Like he wanted the ball in his hand. Yep. Oh he yeah, he was a primary decision maker. He wanted those shots. He wanted the moment. Again, if we can just man, if he can figure out and slide over and solidify and become yep. a really good point guard, just from a mentality. I'm with you. You're right. The more I, you oh talk to gosh. me, yeah, the more he Ooh. needs to be a point guard to yes. be a high end NBA. Yes, point. yes. Like he can be a third guard yes. coming off the bench throw him out there and he could play either spot and yes. be a nice piece. But if he wants to be an elite level NBA player, a guy who's a max contract type player, which yep. honestly, I'm not sure if he can be, but it wouldn't shock me if he's a guy that, that is a, a fringe all-star down the road. Because we talked about it, you you know, insight would <laughs> because of what the staff and everybody raves about what he brings to the table. Like he's a grinder. He's a worker. He's a guy you got to be like, man, get out of here. He gets to that level with the access to that where he can just focus on his game. When guys come in with that mentality, then then then, then it's it, it's the 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 high you know his ceiling is just so high, yep. and you can't limit him. I think the biggest difference is going to be is he kind of a, a combo guard, or if he can make the transition to the point guard spot, just dictates I think what he can become long term down the road. What his NBA career project like? All right. Sounds like I'm not the only member of the Jalen Hood Chafino fan club. <laughs> uh, Randolph Childress joining me here as the vice president. Uh, make sure you join us. Field of 68 NBA draft. We'll break them all down. Uh, this time, Jalen Hood Chafino, Indiana freshman. We both love them. We'll talk to you soon. Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not be more true. It's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of February and the month of March when you are in my business. And AG1 was exactly the supplement that I needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional bases for the day. I've continued that into April. I've continued that into May, and I'm going to continue that the rest of the summer. All I have to do is mix a scoop of AG1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and I'm ready to go. Do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's Field 68-F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Jeff Goodman here with Terrence Ogles. We'll be breaking down all the NBA draft uh, guys in the field of 68 here and we break down one of my favorite players and, and a guy I got a chance to see and follow a ton this past year, senior forward, Trace Jess Jackson Davis of Indiana. And uh, 6'9", 245, you know, listen, Trace took a lot of crap from people early on in his career and even in high school. Didn't play hard, right? Didn't play hard, couldn't shoot it, didn't win, all of those things. Well, he came out of his senior year as probably the second best player in college basketball behind Zach right. Heaney. And he knocked two of those things right off the board, right? Plays hard now, really plays hard, which is hard to change. But I think Trace has done that. The other thing, he won. He still doesn't shoot the three or shoot it really from anywhere beyond the free throw line. Uh, but he does everything else. And he is a terrific athlete for a four-man who, again, it's going to all depend on can he extend his range? Can he become a guy that he doesn't have to shoot threes early on in his NBA career, Terrence? But I've seen so many other guys. He's got to be able to make mid-range shots and eventually extend it where maybe by year five or six, he's making some threes. Yeah, I mean, if this is uh, 2003, we're looking at a lottery pick potentially just because the game has changed so much. And, and this is going to come as a weird comparison, but people hang with uh -oh. me. Uh-oh. Like, the dude played college basketball like Sean Kemp. Like, he was dunking everything. He had absolute mitts for hands. He catches everything. He's a good passer. And he has some ability to put it on the floor. He has some ability to get uh, from the top of the key to the rim. It's just a matter of, hey, how are they going to guard you? How are they going to guard you? Like you saw it a little bit this year with the Kings in the playoffs, how they guarded DeMontis Sabonis. Like they backed up all the way, almost to the, where the jump circle ended. And he can shoot it a little bit. That's the difference. Sabonis can shoot it. Trace mm -hmm. hasn't proven he can shoot it at all 
from right. from mid-range. And, and it was interesting because when he elected to come back, Woodson convinced him like, hey, I have some things I need to work on in order to get to the NBA level. I'm going to try to extend my range out. And he didn't take a three. Like he he, he took three three-point shots in his entire four-year career, and they all came in his sophomore season. So like – or excuse me, his junior season. He went 0 for 3 yeah. and just decided to abandon it completely. Look, this is a guy who plays hard. This is a guy who's a lob finisher. I think the most important thing that's going to come up at the NBA Draft Combine, and that hasn't happened yet. I'm not sure when this is going to come out. But but his measurables might be as important or more important than any other player yeah. in this draft class. Because if he comes out and he's 6'10 barefooted, we're working with something. If he comes well, out, then you're a five. You're 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 a five man. And, and to right. be honest, if you're a rim running five man who who's proven he can block shots too, in a in a lob finisher, correct, correct. Mm -hmm. Like like he can be a, you know, obviously it's not going to be a the, the guy who can block shots like Robert Williams, but can he be a Robert Williams type of player when you're throwing him in there and just saying bring energy, be a lob threat on the offensive end, you know, be a, a shot alterer. And to be honest, like. He's a he's a smarter. You mentioned his passing. His passing went from again. This is a kid that that his game completely changed, and his weaknesses. Some of them became his strengths, which were how hard you play, and you can't pass. And and he became a hard playing dude who really was a terrific passer the second half of last year, and he attributed it to getting hurt, uh, and and really. He had a back issue, and he said he had to kind of change his game while he was hurt. He, yep. he he didn't play with the same athleticism coming back, so he had to really learn. And and like you said, he's got those big mitts um, that, that allowed everything. him, right? Allowed him to kind of now again in the NBA. That's not going to be his role. He's not going to mm -hmm. be a guy you play through. He's got to be an energy rim running lob catching. Second unit guy, I, I think, certainly until he proves he can make shots. He might be able to be a second unit decision maker, averaging four assists a game. Yeah, and, a little bit. Yeah, and if you look at, you say you have a second unit with with a few shooters, as long as he's the only non-shooter on the floor, there's ways to get him to work through an offense. Even yeah, I mean, Robert, again, level. Robert Williams is a perfect example. You put him out there with four guys who can shoot the basketball, you're, you're, you're fine. Clint Capella. You put him out there with guys who can shoot the ball, you're fine. You don't need much out of him. Um, I, I think, again, I, I think he'll get better because he works so hard uh, and understood the value of working hard and what it did for him. You know, not many – I I've, I have not seen too many college basketball players change their game and change, again, the, the, the kind of narrative on them and turn mm -hmm. it into – a strength like he did like again the only thing he didn't do was shoot it and is that his fault or was that Mike Woodson's fault for not running my guess is it was his fault that Mike Woodson never felt like you know what he was capable why why have him take those shots out there when obviously he was a beast to handle and, and, and the one thing he did Tio, he was able to put it on the floor and get by yeah. any big man in America it didn't matter who you put on that dude he was able to put it on the floor and get by you. And, and that was another area that really he wasn't able to do with, with consistency before last year. And not only get by guys, but get by guys when they're backing off. Right. Right. So like that, that's a big that, that's a big turning point, yep. too. Like we I can't remember who we were talking about where 
you change it from a stoplight into a runway. Like if guys are backing off you that much, that does nothing but let you get ahead of steam sometimes. And he has that short area quickness. This is a high level athlete. And to me, to, to me, Jeff, like he's just a much more skilled version of Dale Davis. Oh yeah. Dale Davis. Yeah. I mean, big broad shoulders. Yeah. Dale was a little bit more gritty, more physical. Yes. Uh, Trace is a much more skilled player, but just a better player overall. The game's changed, obviously, so that's a huge portion of it. It's just, uh, can he can he get a two way? Can he be kind of a back and forth situation with the G League to where they say, "Hey, dude, you're going down there, and when you're down there, you pick and pop and you shoot the ball. You have right. got to gather some sort of confidence from beyond the arc." And that NBA line, it's not short, so it's going to be an adjustment. Uh, he does a lot of those things, but but like we said, for him to be able to be an NBA five, there's not a more important measurable uh, in place than both his wingspan and his height, especially uh, in this draft class. I feel like his is about as important as anybody else's uh, in this entire draft. Well, I think he went into his senior year with most people because he, he would have left after his junior year, although I think he had COVID uh, and that kind of hampered uh, – his decision and made it a little bit easier for him to come back. But as much as anything, it was, well, your draft stock isn't there after your junior year. You know, he he probably was an undrafted guy. Now he's played his way into where now he could go late first. His range is probably somewhere in that 25 to 40 uh, range right now. And if you're taking trace, you're taking him for, for two reasons. You're taking him one because he can help you now he's older and he is tough, and he and he is a high-level athlete, and he can rebound, and he can pass, and he can defend. He can do all those things. So you can play him in an NBA game now, right, as long as you have the right guys around him. You know, bottom line is you got to surround him with some second-unit shooters. Mm-hmm. Or, like you said, are you saying, hey, we're going to throw you down in the G League, and you're going to be a project, and we're going to see if you improve your offensive game down in the G League where – Frankly, we're gonna we're gonna make you a guy. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna force you to be an offensive guy and shoot the ball. Hey, you're gonna have to shoot three threes every game. We don't care if we win. We just want to see if you can develop. And then if he develops that, you're talking about being more than maybe just a second unit guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think the measurables are gonna come down so much because I mean, he's say he plays the five at the NBA level, he has to match up with Nikola Jokic. And like Nikola Jokic is going to be able to see everything over top. Now he 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 does anyway, but like we doesn't said, matter who you put Jokic on. It doesn't MD, matter, but, but certain the same, guys. Yeah, but if he's playing the five, you're going to have to look at somebody like a Demontis Sabonis, who even though he's listed at what six ten, like he's not that big. So and you you see the size differential whenever the Kings play somebody of consequence. You see the difference whenever they played the Warriors, right? And Kevon Looney was down there, who's every bit of six eleven. So you see that big difference. Uh, how can you take advantage of your skill set? I think it's best served in a second unit in the NBA. But all that being said, Trace Jackson Davis, one of my favorite guys in college basketball. The way he played was the way he got that, better. He yeah, got in the way better. he played around the rim. He was yes. dunking everything. He yes. played the way I play on an eight foot rim with my son, like just absolutely flushing everything. Nobody could stop him. NBA is a different animal, and there's going to be more space, sure. But I think some of his wiggle facing up with the basketball against opposing fours and fives, 
He has he has some potential to be an impact guy for a certain team. I just worry about how long that's going to last before he has to go somewhere else to collect a paycheck. Yeah, listen, I could see Trace Jackson Davis being a 10-year uh, NBA vet who's always a piece, who, who bounces around, but yep. he's always a piece. Uh, again, I think I'm not even sure shooting it is really what's going to define Trace Jackson Davis. I, I think it's more of just accepting your role as, as coming off the bench and bringing energy. Yep. If he can, And he didn't always bring energy. Like The one thing about Trace was he played hard. You could see that. But sure. he wasn't an emotional guy. Very rarely did he show any emotion. You know, I feel like sometimes you want a second-unit guy like that who's going to rebound, run the court, finish, block shots. You want them to be an energetic dude, too, who sets the tone, comes off the bench. And, and I, I'd like to see a little bit more of that from Trace. Then, then, you know, the, the star players, they're always cool, right? They're mm -hmm. always cool, most of them. Um, they're not showing a ton of emotion. I want my second unit to be a, a, at least a guy like him, dunking and bouncing around and getting everybody else excited. That's one area I would still like to see more from Trace. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. He he does need to be a second unit superstar, especially in the first five years. Here's the thing, too. I, I think what really flipped from going being a potential undrafted guy to being now, you know, you said 25 to 40, depending on who you talk to. Uh, I, I think it's that passing ability. Because everybody's inver everybody's inverting their offense right now at the NBA level and using guys in different spots. I mean, you have some five-two ball screens where two's the one setting the ball screen. It, it, can he be that level of passer and decision maker at the NBA level? I think that's ultimately going to determine his ceiling, given the changing circumstances of the NBA game. I, He's also he got to be able to score a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit with his back to the basket. A little. He's got to be able to finish. Yeah, like you got he's got to be a creative finisher because he's not going to be able to just dunk all over everybody or face everybody up. Right. Like you can't you can't rely on just facing everybody up because, again, in college, you could do that. They back off you and you can still drive and finish either over them. You're mm -hmm. not going to be able to do that and, and just drive and finish over or through people at the NBA level because they're going to be as strong as you like yep. a lot of these dudes. They couldn't match up with you athletically or strength-wise in college. Now, still athletically, he's going to be in the higher end for his mm -hmm. position. But strength-wise, there are going to be plenty of dudes who are just as strong as, as Trace Jackson Davis. But again, he, he he's older. He's kind of learned how to play hard over the course of his career. He can certainly fill a role for some NBA team. Trace Jackson Davis, 6'9", 245, coming up an unbelievable senior season for the Indiana Hoosiers. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Terrence Oglesby. I'm breaking down all the NBA draft guys here on the Field of 68. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.